Well, good morning. It is Thursday, June 15th, 2023. Thursday, June 15th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to uh, Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you every day. Have I told you that today? I just want to make sure you knew. Uh, if you can, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. Uh, let's, as we usually do, start with the war in Ukraine. Uh, we've talked about the growing discontent between Yevgeny Prigozhin, his Wagner group, and the defense ministry, and maybe Putin. Up until now, he's been a friend to Putin. Now, however, Putin has endorsed the defense ministry's demand for volunteer formations like Wagner to sign contracts with the ministry. Prigozhin has already refused to sign contracts. There's a balcony in his future. I just know it. Uh, The UK Ministry of Defense said in a report, Prigozhin's rhetoric is evolving into defiance of the broader sections of the Russian establishment. July 1st, 2023, the deadline for the volunteers to sign contracts is likely to be a key waypoint in the feud. So in uh, two weeks, well, two and a half weeks, I guess, we'll, we'll find out what happens. Uh, Ukrainian nucle- uh, nuclear energy uh, company Energodom said uh, uh, in a statement, International Atomic Energy Agency head Rafael Grossi has started his visit uh, in the Russian-controlled Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in southern Ukraine. I'm sure he's looking at the cooling pools as we speak. Uh, Ukraine and its allies are meeting today to discuss Kyiv's ongoing military needs and requirements. Uh, with Kyiv's military command saying that strengthening air defense, artillery, and counter-battery capabilities are important objectives. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin called on Kyiv's allies uh, to dig deep to provide more arms and ammunition to fight Russia's invasion, particularly for air defense. Addressing a meeting of defense ministers from the U.S.-led contact group of some 50 countries that give military aid to Ukraine, Austin stressed Kyiv needed both short-term and long-term support as the war was a marathon, not a sprint. Austin said in opening remarks, I asked that the members of this contact group continue to dig deep to provide Ukraine with the air defense assets and munitions that it so urgently needs to protect its citizens. We'll also continue to adapt our assistance to meet the changing circumstances on the ground in the cha- and the changing needs of the Ukraine's forces. Norway's defense ministry said Oslo and Copenhagen, uh, Denmark, have agreed to donate an additional 9,000 rounds of artillery to Ukraine. The ministry said in a statement, Norway will provide the shells, while Denmark will donate fuses and propellant charges. Oslo will also donate 7,000 rounds from its own stocks, which have already been sent to Ukraine, according to the ministry. In other words, they, they sent them, they were going to be charging for them, but now they're just donating them. Uh, Zelensky said on Twitter, I am grateful to the governments of Norway and Denmark, led by uh, Norwegian Prime Minister Jonas Gar, Jonas Gar Store and Danish Prime Minister 
he he used his he used the Twitter names, but I'm I'm giving you the uh, the full names. Uh, Danish Prime Minister uh, Met Fredriksen for the new Joint Defense Assistance Package. The additional batch of artillery shells is much needed by Ukraine on the battlefield. Together, we are bringing our common victory closer. The Wall Street Journal reports Japan is in talks to provide artillery shells to the United States to bolster stocks for Ukraine's counteroffensive against Russia. The Asian nation is considering supplying 155mm artillery shells under a 2016 pact to share ammunition as part of its long-standing security alliance with the U.S. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's get some something nice and warm down this throat. Coffee. Russia installed governor of Crimea, Sergei Aksyonov, says Russian forces have downed nine drones over the peninsula. Aksyonov said on Telegram last night and this morning, nine drones were detected above the Republic of Crimea territory. Six devices were shot down by Air uh, Air Defense Forces, uh, while three others were deactivated before hitting the ground adding that there were no victims. However, one of the drones exploded in a village in the center of the peninsula, shattering windows in several homes. Russian authorities report more deaths from floods that followed the rupture of uh, the Novokokovka Dam in Kherson. Kherson, Kherson, whatever. Uh, Taking the death toll on both sides of the Dnipro River, that meaning the Ukrainian and the Russian side, to 28. The four nations... The United States, the United Kingdom, Netherlands, and Denmark have said in a joint statement they will send air defense equipment, including hundreds of missiles, to Ukraine. A top Ukrainian military official says Kyiv's forces have regained control of more than 100 square kilometers, which is like 38 square miles, of territory since its counteroffensive began. Brigadier General Oleksiy Hromov told a media briefing, We are ready to continue fighting to liberate our territory, even with our bare hands. Uh, Military officials also said the army has advanced by three kilometers, which is just under two miles, near the village of Malatokmachka in the Zaporizhia region, and by up to seven kilometers, uh, which is like just over four miles, near a village uh, south of Velika Novosilka in the Donetsk region. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's uh, hometown of Kriviri and the southern and eastern uh, regions of Kherson and Donetsk were hit with further Russian missile attacks today. Mayor of uh, Kriviri, uh, Alexander Vilkul, said three missiles struck two industrial enterprises overnight, adding that the uh, destruction was significant and the buildings were uh, nothing to do with the military. The latest attack comes after missile strikes on the industrial city uh, uh, on Tuesday killed 12 people. Uh, Kherson uh, region governor, uh, uh, regional governor Alexander Prokudin added that an 80-year-old woman was killed and another person wounded in an attack on the Zelenivka settlement. The governor of Donetsk said a person had died and three were injured as various settlements came under fire. Authorities in the southern port city of Odessa says uh, Ukrainian air defense today downed 18 Russian drones 
that approached the region. This comes after Ukrainian officials accused Russia of firing cruise missiles at the city yesterday, killing at least six people. Ukrainian forces spared the life of a Russian soldier when he surrendered to a drone on the battlefield just moments before its operators were about to uh, open fire, you know, drop drop um, um, uh, uh, explosives. Uh, I saw the video. Drones were dropping explosives around him, and he feared being killed if he surrendered. He threw his gun to the side, raised his hands, and used hand gestures to surrender. A drone came down, and it seemed he mounted a note for surrender, and then the drone led him to a location where he could surrender among Ukraine forces. This shows the difference between Russia and Ukraine. How many videos have you seen of Russians murdering, surrendering Ukrainians? This also shows how much Russian soldiers don't want to be where they are. Of course. Now that I have your attention... Let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. And let's start with damaging the United States. Republicans really hate the poor. Them damn poor people. What's wrong with them? Darn it. We don't like them. Uh, House GOP proposed a budget yesterday outlined by the 175-member Republican Study Committee, the RSC, led by Representative Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma, Oklahoma, would gradually raise Social Security full retirement age, the age at which people are eligible for full Social Security benefits, to 69, up from the current level of 67 for those born in 1960 or later. Nancy Altman, the president of Social Security Works said these changes would transform Social Security from an earned insurance benefit, which replaces wages lost in the event of old age, disability, or death into a subsistence-level welfare benefit, and noted that the RSC rules out any options for raising revenue, such as requiring billionaires to contribute even a penny more. Currently, just the first $160,000, $200 of wage earnings are subject to Social Security's payroll tax, allowing the rich to stop contributing to the program earlier, uh, early each year. Any income above $160,200 is not taxed. The wealthy have been getting away with not being taxed for decades. Republicans did not stop there. After cutting benefits for the poor because they supposedly wanted to reduce the debt, they proposed raising the debt. The RSC budget calls for massive tax cuts by proposing a permanent extension of the individual tax provisions of the 2017 Trump GOP tax law. You know, that tax law that gives tax cuts that 83% of them favor the rich? The Congressional Budget Office has estimated that such a move would add $2.5 trillion to this federal deficit over the next decade. Shall we call it the Reverse Robin Hood Act? Steal from the poor and give to the rich because that's what they're doing. Representative Don Beyer, <coughs> excuse me, Representative Don Beyer, Democrat from uh, Virginia, uh, a member of the House 
Chief Tax Writing Committee tweeted, the largest group of House Republicans just released a budget that calls for massive tax cuts for the super rich and raising the Social Security retirement age, a benefit cut for millions of Americans. Then, uh, and this is me speaking, then they did the golden goose. What Republicans always want to do, government privatization and uh, uh, march the United States towards fascism. The RSC budget also targets Medicare with a premium support model that would subsidize private insurance plans, privatizing the government. This means tax dollars go go to private companies instead of to the government where they can pay their CEOs a lot of money. Uh, it, It effectively transforming Medicare into a voucher program, an idea previously advanced by former House Speaker Paul Ryan, and you probably might remember, even remember this. Uh, the GOP proposal also demands work requirements for all federal benefit programs and sides with the pharmaceutical industry and calling for a repeal of Inflation Reduction Act provisions aimed at lowering prescription drug costs. Let's add to all this about how Republicans are wasting the time of the people. We pay them to do their job and they wait, they waste their time knowing Biden wouldn't touch this. Moving on to something bipartisan. Yesterday, Senators Lindsey Graham of South Carolina and Kirsten, uh, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, a Democrat of New York, the other Kirsten, uh, announced the Protecting Older Americans Act. The bill would prevent employers from forcing workers into arbitration, essentially private courtrooms shielded from public view uh, when they allege age discrimination. At the press conference, Graham said that older workers are often forced out of companies as a way for employers to save money. He said, I'm at an age now where my friend, this is him colorfully speaking. I should add a little, a little bit of, a little bit of uh, uh, slang to this. I'm at, an, I'm at an age now where my friends were retiring. And trust me, there's some shenanigans going on there. That's what he said. Uh, As you know, Republicans have been investigating Biden in the hopes that something will show up. Suddenly, admitting the lies, several Republicans said this week that they don't know if there really are tapes of Joe Biden uh, talking about taking a bribe. Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa, Republican, revealed Monday that a tip the FBI received in 2020 said a foreign national who allegedly paid Biden $5 million has recorded uh, has recordings of himself talking to Biden when he was vice president. The audio purported to be compelling uh, a compelling new detail about the FBI t- tip, which Republicans have demanded be made public since learning of it last month. Speaking about the recordings on Newsmax uh, on Tuesday, House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer uh, from Kentucky, Republican, said lawmakers don't know if they're uh, they're legit or not, but we know that the foreign national claims he uh, foreign national claims he has them. The allegations that Biden was caught on tape has seemingly forced Republicans to remind an eager conservative media that the allegations might be untrue. Gee, what a shock. Biden actually sort of laughed at this, Uh, you know, because he knows there's nothing there, there, nothing there, there. Um, Senator Ron Johnson, 
re, uh, Republican of Wisconsin, suggested on a program called the Conservative Circus. I thought everything, everything conservative was a circus. Uh, he said that not only might the tapes not exist, but also that the foreign national who spoke to the FBI informant might lack credibility. He said, we don't know really if the tapes exist. We just know that whether this was just a bluff on the part of whoever the executive was. I think it was it was Mikola Zlochevsky, the CEO of, uh, of the, the, the corrupt oligarch. Uh, it's Burisma. Uh, Burisma has been at the center of Republican attacks on Biden since 2019 when former President Donald Trump tried to pressure Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky to announce a sham investigation into the Bidens. If you remember, Trump was impeached in part for that. Do you remember that? After an oversight committee hearing on Wednesday, uh, yesterday, Representative Dan Goldman from New York said... The issue here is, there is there any connection to President Biden? They have provided zero actual evidence to that effect, and yet they are smearing him with innuendo and debunked allegations to try to create the impression that then-Vice President Biden did anything wrong. Of course, right-wing media is going nuts reporting on this false story. Moving on. Uh, to China. They want to be seen as a world leader, and if they can do it and hobble an ally of the U.S., all the better. In this case, I support China. I know, weird, right? Uh, President Xi Jinping says China backs the Palestinian struggle for statehood. As Palestinian Authority, President Mahmoud Abbas arrived for a three-day visit. I imagine China backing a country that's trying to not be swallowed up by another country. Much like Taiwan. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the Palestinian leader was welcomed with full military honors uh, at the Great Hall of People yesterday in Beijing. She told Abbas at the st uh, start of their meeting, We are good friends and partners. We have always firmly supported the just cause of the Palestinian people to restore their legitimate national rights. She was quoted as saying by Chinese state media that a solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict lies in the establishment of an independent Palestinian state based on the 1967 borders with East Jerusalem as its capital, reiterating the 1967 UN Security Council resolution that Israel rejects. And you know what? I have for years called to go back to the 1960... I call them the 1968 borders. Um... Abbas said his administration was uh, looking forward to strengthening cooperation with China and securing investment. Uh, he said, we especially appreciate the Chinese side's commitment to financing a number of development projects presented by Palestine. We wish the speedy dispatch of technical delegations to implement these projects. Ah, uh, now, Biden is stuck in a weird place. He sort of wants to help Palestine, but now China wants to, and now Biden has to be against China. It's kind of weird. Moving on. The defense ministry in Tokyo said that earlier today, North Korea sent at least two ballistic missiles into Japan's exclusive economic zone, the EEZ, in the waters off 
uh, Ishikawa Pre Prefecture. Uh, Parliamentary Vice Minister of Defense Kimi 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 on Onoda uh, told reporters both missiles splashed down some 250 kilometers northwest of Ishikawa's Higura Island, traveling about 850 kilometers and 900 kilometers respectively, adding that there had not been any reports of damage to aircraft or ships. Onoda called the launches into Japan's EEZ, which extends 200 nautical miles from its coast, absolutely unacceptable and a serious matter concerning the safety of residents of the country. Prime Minister Fumio Kishido also slammed the launches as an escalation of provocations against the international community as a whole, adding that Tokyo had lodged a strong protest with Pyongyang. Uh, Kishida said Japan was continuing to analyze the launches, working closely with the U.S. and South Korea. South Korea's military said the North had fired two short-range ballistic missiles from the Sunan area of Pyongyang. Uh, this is all likely reaction from North Korea to joint South Korean-U.S. live military drills that President Yoon Suk-yeol's office described as the largest live-fire drills ever held with the United States. A spokesperson for North Korea's Ministry of National Defense delivering a strong warning via state-run media said, Our army strongly denounces the provocative and irresponsible moves of the puppet military authorities escalating the military tension in the region despite its repeated warnings and warns them solemnly. Our armed forces will fully counter any form of demonstrative moves and provocation of the enemies. In other words, he's saying your drills are... Uh, he's, he's, he's alleging that the drills are a pretext for invading North Korea, which North Korea should just shut the hell up and and deal with their own internal affairs. Moving on. Uh, to Boris Johnson's party gate continues. A parliamentary committee has found former Prime Minister, uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson deliberately misled lawmakers over breaches of his own COVID-19 lockdown rules and recommends he has refused a pass to enter the parliamentary estate. The committee's report found that Johnson committed a serious contempt of parliament when after the so-called Partygate scandal, which revealed that the illegal gatherings took place at Downing Street, Johnson told parliament that rules were followed at all times. The Privileges Committee wrote in a report published yesterday, the contempt was all the more serious because it was committed by the Prime Minister, the most senior member of the government. There is no precedent for a Prime Minister having been found to have deliberately misled the House. He misled the House on an issue of the greatest importance to the House and to the public and did so repeatedly. Johnson resigned as a member of parliament in a fury on Friday, days before the report's publication, nullifying the committee's recommendation that he be suspended for long enough to force a, a by-election in his constituency. The report added a further damning recommendation in light of his resignation that Johnson is denied a former member's pass to enter parliament. Had Johnson stayed on as parliamentarian, 
the committee would have recommended a 90-day suspension from the Commons, a ban that is nine times the threshold that would force a sitting member of Parliament to hold a by-election to reclaim their seat. Johnson, in his own response to the report, called its publication a dreadful day for democracy. Wow, sounds like a British Trump, right? He said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, let, let's do this right and add some random accent. <clears throat> this report is a charade. I was wrong to believe in the committee or its good faith. Uh, the terrible truth is that it is not I who twisted the truth to suit my purposes. I, I have no idea what he sounds like. I... I I couldn't do it even if I knew, right? <laughs> if you're one of the millions of Americans who search for information on Google every day, you could be owed part of a $23 million settlement. The Alphabet Incorporated owned company has agreed to pay to settle claims it shared user data, data without permission. News of the payout was announced in January. Now details about how eligible users can claim their share have been made public. To file a claim, you need to complete a registration form and receive a class member ID. You can then submit your claim on the settlement website or print out and complete a form and mail it. I, I guess you can just Google the address to mail it. I mean, I could give it to you, but you should just Google it because that's funny. Uh, claims must be filed online or postmarked by 11.59 p.m. Pacific time on July 31st, 2023. You have less than a month, or uh, slightly more than a month to do it. A uh, month and a half. Finally, and uh, we're going on 20, looks like 27, 28 minutes, eh, something like that. A 28-year-old woman in Louise, Louisiana posed as a teenager and enrolled in high school because she wanted to learn English. Now, that's the kind of go-getter attitude I like. Uh, the St. Charles Parish, Sheriff, uh, Parish Sheriff's Office said in a news relief, release, tongue twister, Parish Sheriff, uh, Martha Jesenia Gutierrez Serrano, who apparently speaks better English than me now, uh, she's 28, enrolled in Hanville High School, on June 20, uh, 2022 and attended the entire 2022-2023 school year. Detectives determined Gutierrez Serrano and her mother, 46-year-old Marta Elizabeth Serrano Alvarado, used a fraudulent passport and birth certificate to enroll um, Gutierrez Serrano in the school. Both were arrested this week and charged with one count each of injuring public records. Uh, injuring public records? Really? That's a charge? Uh, St. <laughs> Charles Parish Sheriff uh, Greg Champagne Champagne uh, said during a news conference, the young woman wanted to become proficient in English and perhaps further her education, which I think we can all be sympathetic with. She was in school. She minded her own business. She did her schoolwork. She caused no trouble. She was not a disciplinary problem. Leave her alone. Let her keep her diploma. Who cares? I mean, seriously. I mean, she did use somebody else's ID, but eh, whatever. 
Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thursday, June 15th, 2023. Thursday, June 15th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Uh, Bring someone with you, if you can, today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember... Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. At least that's the way it's supposed to be. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.